What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here. Just a quick pod tonight here. Um, Adam is uh, is is still reeling from his uh, his delicious Cowboys victory. Uh, Adam, how you you feel good here? You feel happy? Yeah, no doubt. I mean, look, I, I thought they were a good team going in the year, but they really played extremely well tonight. They dominated. I was a little concerned when it got 27-14. I was like, come on, you cannot let this team hang in here because one turnover, you give the other team momentum, but uh, they got to stop and they scored. So, you know, offense was really good tonight. From a fantasy perspective, I know people are disappointed out there because the Cowboys put up 41. CeeDee Lamb had three for 66. Amari Cooper had three for 26. So uh, it's it sucks for those that had them. And I did have them in a couple leagues. One league I was I got by with Cooper and Dak. The other league I needed Lamb and Zerline and, and didn't get enough. Uh, but that's how good this offense is. You know, if teams are going to take Lamb and Cooper out, uh, they can beat you running the ball. They can beat you. But the tight ends, uh, as it was a Dalton Schultz night, six for 82 touchdowns. But yeah, they play very well. I think the other thing you need to take away from this game is this Cowboys defense is way better than it has been, even with all the injuries on the defensive line. Uh, Trayvon Diggs is a hell of a corner, man. I mean, that guy has three interceptions already. And in recent seasons, the biggest problem with Dallas, they don't force turnovers. They don't put uh, they don't get sacks. Uh, They had two interceptions today, uh, including the pick six. So that's something uh, to keep an eye on. But uh, they are playing a lot better. J. Ron Curse has played very well. Um, and we know uh, Parsons has done a really good job as they've uh, kind of moved him to defensive end and made him kind of a pass rusher now. So it's only a couple games, but uh, I think you're seeing some positive signs from the Dallas defense where maybe they're not the sieve that they have been in recent seasons. It's very possible. It's very possible that uh, that they're not the sieve that everybody. I mean, listen, it was it was important for them in the draft to to focus on on some defense. It was necessary for them to do, and um, yeah, it was. Listen, this this and was look, this just an old school beating. Yeah, it really was. In the first two weeks, look, they went against Tampa, which is one of the best offenses in the NFL, and they still could have won that game. And they did give up a lot to the Chargers, but I think they're one of the best offenses as well. I mean, when we did our props draft, we both agreed. We took the Chargers 41 to win a Super Bowl, bro. I don't know if you remember that. I um, do remember that. Yeah. So, you know, that doesn't look crazy right now because that's a team that could be 3-0. and They're 2-1, and and they play next Monday night against the Raiders. So, you know, Dallas, look, they should have handled Philly. I mean, Philly has some issues, so they did. and. Now we'll see um, they go against Carolina, which has played very well defensively. And Carolina really hasn't you know, played anyone yet. So we'll find out how good Carolina is this week. Um, so that'll be an interesting game. But yeah, I mean, uh, two and one for the Cowboys, considering the schedule and one home game out of three. Uh, it's a nice start. And there's no excuse. Again, they should win this division. No excuse. I don't want to hear it. You see the Giants and the way they're playing. You see um Washington and the issues they have in Philly and it's early in the year we know things can change but there's no excuse uh last year they had the injuries you know as long as this team is healthy they have to win this division otherwise it's an epic failure yeah I would I would agree with that statement 100% and uh, you know listen I mean again old school beaten here of the uh, uh of, of of the Eagles I mean you know again leading with the run very very smart you know excellent work and it definitely opened things up, uh, you know, pretty nicely there for them. Um, I, yeah, the, the Eagles, the Eagles offensive line is a mess. I know they're dealing with injuries and, um, you know, being without Brooks was a big deal. 
Um, but man, I mean, they really, uh, this offensive line was, was just atrocious. Um, and dude, how do you not open the game running the ball? Can you believe Miles Sanders had two carries tonight? Two carries. You have a defensive line that is banged up and is not big. You know, run at them and keep the cow. Now, now I know the Cowboys had the ball the entire first half. I understand that. Yeah. But they came out, Philly, and they basically passed every play. Why are you doing that? You're trying to keep up with Dak, run the football, run at the defensive lineman, and try and keep the Cowboys offense off the field. Instead, they came out. How does Miles Sanders get two carries, bro? I know people, oh, game script. It was 14-7 after the first quarter. <laughs> and you're immediately dropping back and having Jalen Hurts throw? Like, they didn't even try to run the football early in this game. I, it's stunning that Miles Sanders had two carries. I, I just, I can't, I can't believe it. Yeah, I, I listen. I, I think it was it was very it was bad play calling right from the start, and you know I'm not really sure sure why. You know I'm not sure, I'm not sure why Nick Sirianni didn't make the adjustments that he needed to make, and I, I definitely don't understand why you you don't establish a run again again exactly what Dallas did. Philadelphia needed to do. You just needed to establish the run and let that let that open up, and that that right there would open up for. More RPO work. Every, you know, again, it was just not a good game plan by the Eagles. Um, Dallas did stick to their game plan through and through. And, uh, you know. Oh, wow. I just saw this stat on ESPN. And I talked talk about Dallas defense. Eight takeaways this year. That leads the NFL. They might not have had eight takeaways the entire year last year. That's Very been possible. the biggest problem for their defense. Like the last week, they do not create turnovers. And they are now. Hopefully it can continue. Um, but that's that's really, you know, that's a big deal, you know, especially with this offense. If you can get the defense to create some turnovers and man, then they'll be in a really good position. But, you know, it's a nice start to the season. Uh, but I've been through this before and things unravel. So don't want to get too excited. <laughs> <laughs> some good signs, but it's only three weeks. Um Hopefully by the time December comes, because I am going to the Cowboys Giants game at MetLife. Our buddy Adam Lorber hooked me up with tickets. Wow, nice! Look at you! Look at you! Wow, I'm sure you'll have a, a lovely time. Uh, you'll you'll look great in your uh, silver and blue face paint. And, yeah, uh, no, nah, I don't do it. I've I've been, actually been to two Cowboys Giant games at MetLife, both with Lisa Ann. Oh, another Cowboys fan. Yes. Unbelievable. We got a lot of Cowboys fans, Glenn. Colton, Odin, it's great. That's why I came to Fantasy Alarm. <laughs> right? You're like, I was like, like, I was like, it's like a I refuge go? for Cowboys I like, fans. Do I go? And I'm like, oh, we got a lot of Cowboys fans. Yeah, I'm in. I'm going. <laughs> right? I like to go somewhere where there are absolutely no Jet fans. I really do feel for you guys. I have a couple Jets fan friends and I feel bad. And one's a Mets fan too. So imagine that. At least you had the Yankees. I know it has been great lately, but man. Are you talking about we just swept Boston? Well, I'm talking about the, the drought and championships. Yeah, it's been rough since 2009. I know. That's, I mean, that's, that's bad for the Yankees, isn't it? You guys think you're going to win every year. Listen, if you don't think that you're going to win every year, then you're not trying hard enough. Okay, so then how do you view that from a Jets perspective? We're just, I mean, that's just, that's a, that's a lost <laughs> ship at sea. I mean, that's okay. like, you know, you're like floating on a raft. You're like the, 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 the Tom Hanks in Castaway, just oh, floating on the raft, waiting to die. 
And then like all of a sudden, like a ship finds you and, uh, and and you're like, oh, I'm rescued. Oh, life is great. Oh, what? My wife's banging some other dude now. What the hell's going on here? I was gone for for three years and, and you replaced me already. Like, what the hell is that? Put me back out to die again. That's what it's like being a Jets fan. Yeah, it does not sound fun. It's a hoot, Adam. It's a hoot. Anyway, listen, we got to do a quick pod because I got to go record a record. We got to go broadcast alarm after hours. So I, rather than sit here and allow you to fluff your cowboys even more, I'm going to take a quick time out. We're going to take, pay some bills. We're going to do a little commercial break here. And when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the injury fallout from week three, what we've learned already here from Monday and what that could mean for Tuesday night waivers, which we know roll on ESPN and Yahoo. So stick around. We'll be right back. All right, Adam, uh, taking a, a little look here. You know, not a lot of uh, big, crazy injuries. Um, you know, I think like, you know, obviously the big drama was, you know, DeAndre Hopkins just didn't look good. Uh, you know, he just wasn't didn't seem healthy enough. Uh, Dalvin Cook sat. Um, but as far as like, you know, major injuries, you know, it was like K.J. Hamler. He he, he got hurt. Uh, A.J. Brown with the uh, with, with the hamstring. But, you know, they're considering him week to week. A couple of the Giants. So if you're running waivers on um, on Tuesday night, uh, anybody in particular you're eyeballing? Um, well, the we know who the big one is if he's available, and he might be in some leagues. Hubbard, Chuba Hubbard for the Panthers. Uh, oh yeah, yeah, it's so funny. Thursday night, I forgot, game, right? I totally yeah. forget. Um, it's funny. I think in almost all my leagues, he's right. Oh, I know one league for sure where he's available. So I have I have a partner in that league, so I have to figure that. I think in almost every league, and I'm sure the leagues you're into, most of them he's rostered. But you know, we're doing this for the people. It's not about us, and he's out there. In a lot of leagues, so he'll be the guy now. McCaffrey is not, as of right now, is not being placed on injured reserve, which means they don't think he'll miss three games. That clearly could change Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Um, so hopefully, you get a little bit more news because you know it, it might only be two games, and at that point, like I mean, two games matter though in the fantasy football season. So it's going to cost you money. Right. I mean, you could say, well, look how much Mitchell cost. But Mitchell was done with like, OK, this could be the lead back the rest of the year. The people who went all in, that's what they thought. We're not going to have that with Hubbard. Obviously, if you have McCaffrey, you probably do want to go a little bit more. But running back seemed kind of thin. Maybe Zach Moss is out there. I think um, speculate maybe on Alex Collins. Uh, I know we discussed them in yesterday's podcast that uh they reported or it seemed like Carson was dealing with a hammy, but apparently Pete Carroll, who I don't know if you can believe him, said it was cramps. Um, but Alex Collins would be in a timeshare with Travis Homer, who would be the pass catching back. Doesn't really I mean, Peyton Barber. Do we want to go there? Uh, <laughs> like, did did we talk about this yesterday? It's yeah, like, why are you giving Kenyon yes, Drake? Mm -hmm. I, I have no idea. 11 million just to sit with some like mediocrity. I don't get it. And we, I, I said it, that Barber's final line looked good. But if you watch that game, a lot of the yards he picked up were late in the fourth quarter and overtime when the defense was worn down. It's, uh, yeah, I, that, see, I can't go there. I won't go there. That's, that's not someplace. And, you know, listen, I mean, I'm sure somebody will pick him up and, 
you know, he'll uh, and and he'll what maybe have a, a a half a good game in the next like three or four weeks. But this is not a guy. This is not a guy who you're, you're if you're picking him up, you're picking him up solely out of desperation, and you just you have nobody else to start. Right, but you're and not sure picking that, up Peyton Barber to stash him and see what happens. Like that's not what he's all about. Right, you're basically like, oh, Jacobs is out this week, going up against the Chargers. I'm going to plug him in, and there are some people who are desperate out there. I think Emmanuel Sanders might be available in some leagues, uh, so he could be someone. Uh, Tim Patrick could still be out there. Uh, yeah, it doesn't seem like another huge. Now, okay, James Washington. If we get some news on the Steelers wide receivers, right? You know, it sounded like I saw that Deontay Johnson was warming up before the game. So if he returns and Claypool's out there, not as appealing. Uh, we'll have to see about Juju. Yeah, he's got a rib issue. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it doesn't seem like there's a ton of guys out there. Um, unless I'm am I missing someone? Um I you know, again, I don't think you are. And that's like this is the uh, you know, again, people are going to Oh, wait, Giants wide receivers. If Shepard, but again, we're not Shepard and Slayton are out. I guess Kadarius Tony and um no, CJ Board. No, the other guy. Like, what the hell do you want Kadarius Tony for? He doesn't get any work. I told you he he was labeled the the Swiss Army knife of of uh, of the Giants, and that that's just that's the kiss of death for any rookie. Oh, here's one. I picked him up last week. Rashad Bateman. He could yeah, be back. He's, I guess he's yeah, as a, as a stash. Well, he might even return this week. Yeah, but still as a stash, you're not starting Rashad Bateman his first game back. We're talking waiver wire though, right? Yeah, so you don't have to. If you're picking someone up, doesn't mean you have to start them. No, that's why I said he's just a, a good stash. Stash him on your bench. Yeah, see what he does if he comes back this week, and then boom. Yeah, that's what I was saying. You don't know, like me, uh, my my definition of the word stash. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, it didn't... you're picking him up to stash him on your bench and see what he does. Okay. No, is that not what you're what you're doing with Rashad Bateman? Well, we're talking wave wire, so he's a pickup. You're adding. Right. It doesn't matter what the context is. Maybe you are using him this week if he practices. Maybe you're doing it for that. I picked him up last week because I was like, all right, you know what. I have a, a spot here that I can rotate. Actually, it's the same. I drafted him in that league, dropped him, I think, week one. And then I said, all right, uh, I think it was for Deami Brown. And I'm like, okay, this is not working. And now Fitzpatrick's not there. Let me just cut him and, and get uh, Bateman and just leave him there. Stack so that him on your bench. That was, for that league, it is, yeah. Yeah, no, there. Yeah, Bateman's not a guy who you're you're picking up to start in your lineup immediately. It depends on what your need is, you know. Like if you if you need a wide receiver who's going to you know actually you know see some targets or whatever, there's that's one thing. But if you're just you know if you're just looking for a guy because you're just rotating a spot on your bench and you're trying to find some upside, yes, Rashad Bateman is a guy who uh, intrigues me. Wow, look at these. I'm, so so in my jam on league, um, it's pretty crazy who some of the guys are who are out there on the waiver wire right now. Um, 
Beasley's still out there. Quintus Cephas is out there. Um, Christian Kirk, AJ oh, Green. Man. Kirk should be added, definitely. Kirk should definitely be added, mm-hmm. absolutely. Brian Edwards is there. Oh, I do like Edwards. I mean, he needs overtime to produce, but hey, you know, they can go to overtime every week. Two out of three so far, right? <laughs> they got a division game against the Chargers. Maybe they go overtime again. Another month. Yeah, Raiders, two Monday night games in the first four weeks. What is going on? I don't know. I don't know. You know who's a guy who I, I want to just kind of keep on my bench? Oh, I, I want to keep Tyler Johnson on my bench. I love Tyler Johnson. Last year when we were doing the draft, that was the guy I loved. And yes, Scotty Miller is now injured and yep. we don't know about Antonio Brown. Uh, yeah, that that is a really good one in a deep format. I mean, you have to have because I know sometimes people listen. They're like, oh, Howard and Adam love Tyler Johnson. Should I drop a? Darnell Mooney for him? You know, it's like, no. Uh, well, maybe with the way the Bears look, but oh yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying though. So like Tyler Johnson's like, you know, to me, like a NFFC, the FFPC high stakes type league, or like 12 teams, 20 roster spots, and there's not a lot out there. Yeah, in case um Brown doesn't return. I mean, but I don't know. Who knows with this COVID? Well, you know, I would think Brown would be better. Whatever Brown returns, he doesn't return. You've got, you know, Evans, who's not not the picture of health on a regular basis, right? And Chris Godwin was dealing with some soft tissue injuries last year. And A.J. Brown's a kook. So, you know, if, if Scotty Miller's not there, you know, the, the guy who's going to rotate in is going to be Tyler Johnson. So it's like you keep him there on the uh, on, on your bench because if – Something happens to one of your guys and you, you're in dire need of, of throwing a wide receiver in there. If the timing is right, Tyler Johnson could be a, a, just a, a good, solid bye week filler for you. You know, it's like just a guy who's just sitting in your bullpen, just waiting. If you, know? you can, I mean, listen, you, you might you might look and see that, you know, Evans, Godwin and, and Brown are all three healthy. And so is Gronk and everybody's you know, humming on all cylinders, well, then you're like, all right, well, now I got to go look elsewhere. But if that's not the uh, the case, uh, you know, then then uh, th- that opens the door for Tyler Johnson to just be a, a guy who you can add. Yeah, I mean, it obviously depends on your roster. There are some leagues with no IR spots. So if you have like T. Higgins, Antonio Brown, and a Judy, you don't even have that flexibility. You're like, I need someone this week. So, I mean, I don't even know how many – do you think most leagues have IR spots or no? Um, I, I would say probably more than 50 to 60 percent, I would say, just because, you know, everybody was getting it drilled into their head to have IR spots because of COVID. I think I only have two leagues with IR spots. Really? I guess part of it is because, you know, I got an NFFC league where they have non two RT sports championships. They don't have because those are, again, 12 teams, 20 rounds. So. They never do IR spots. My home league that I run, we have IR spots. Flex League has IR spots. I think that's it. Yeah, I play in another league that's that's basically an office league. My friend's old job, they don't do it. The guy's like, we have 18 roster spots. You got, you know, I think eight on the bench. There's enough bench spots. So, um, but I'm sure people listening, they they should. As you said, going back to last year with COVID, maybe they have three spots. So, but it's tough, man. If you don't have any IR spots and you have some injuries right now, like if you're trying to hold Gallup, Judy, Higgins, Brown, guys like that, it can pile up quick. It really, yes, it definitely can pile up quick. It's very, de- very depressing. It is, when, bro. Trust when, me. When all of a sudden you're just like, 
I, I really like how many more injuries can I can I deal with? What am I, Job of fantasy football here? Yeah, like my NFFC team's already fucked. I know it. It's like James White, Gallup, Judy. Like, what am I supposed to do, bro? It's like, oh yeah, go to the waiver. Yeah, okay. Have you seen the waiver wire in those leagues? There's nothing. So, <laughs> oh man, unbelievable. Um, all right. So, I mean, I don't really. To me, I, I, I okay. So those are those are wide receivers. Let me just kind of glance at you know at the running back spot. And yeah, I mean, <laughs> ooh, what about Amir Abdullah? Yeah, great. Dude, the broadcasters on the on the the Minnesota broadcasters, it was it was insane how much they love Amir Abdullah. Like love. I was listening to, you know, part of it, I was watching some, you know, some video stuff today. And I was just like, really? Like, why are why are they like clamoring for Amir Abdullah? It Madison looked great. He looked phenomenal. Madison looked awesome, right? Yeah, yeah totally. Um, you know, AJ Dillon still remains a, a possible stash. Um, I'm wondering, what do you think with Justin Fields there? You think he'll get it? Or do you think like suddenly Damian Williams becomes like a, an interesting check down option? Nah, probably not. I mean, look, I think we talked about it yesterday's podcast too. They just, they basically ran the offense like Andy Dalton was the quarterback. I mean, he was standing in the pocket. I mean, Miles Garrett talked about it too. He's like, we were stunned. <laughs> we were like, okay. And that's why he was able to get four and a half sacks. They had nine. They just didn't move him out the pocket. They made him a pocket pass. That's not what he is. So uh, you, they played Detroit next week. So you better hope if you have Allen Robinson and Dave Montgomery, they produce. Because if they don't against Detroit, then you are definitely, you know, majorly concerned. Majorly concerned. Indeed. All right. So, um, yeah, I don't really see. I mean. Roundtree, if you're if you if you got Eckler and you need to handcuff him for whatever reason, he seems to be the guy. Um, you know, I there, there's nothing here at running back that really interests me. Yeah, it's tough. There's really not much. I mean, me, even JJ Taylor, I mean, they use Brandon Bolden. So what if you know, it's probably both guys, unless we see something different next week, but you know, we saw more bolding, but was that because it was the middle of the game and they didn't have time to use Taylor in practice much? Does that change this week? I mean, again, cheap, uh, cheap ad on JJ Taylor in a deep format, maybe, and see what happens this week. I'm in on Gabe Neighbors. Okay. Well, he had a touchdown taken away. <laughs> he did have a touchdown yeah. taken away. Um, no, I was listening to Sirius XM and there was a host uh, on the channel who, uh, kept saying my gay said something. Kept saying gay neighbors <laughs> <laughs> for real, <laughs> and I was like, his name is Gabe Neighbors, right? <laughs> and so this host kept saying gay neighbors over and over again, but didn't even realize that he was doing it. And it was just, it was, it was very funny stuff. Oh, by the way, you left out the biggest free agent out of the week. Don't say Josh Gordon. I'm just joking. Yeah, don't pick him up. Don't pick him up. Oh my god. You know, and, and I was talking gonna, to just people are going to spend money on him. It's going to be so funny. I'm just going to sit there and laugh. Yeah, I'll throw I'll throw a dancer video under the bus. Dancer video producer at uh, Sirius XM Fantasy. And also um, you know, he does the college football and basketball work over at Fantasy Alarm. He kept trying to like, well, you never know. Well, I mean, you know, well, I was like, dude, just stop where you are. Just cut it out. 
You're trying to make something that's nothing. He didn't even look good when he was trying to come back with Seattle. Like, it just, yeah, don't do that. But I'll tell you what, man, it's pretty funny. Like, all the uh, all the commentary about the Chiefs with that. It's like, yep, last place in the division. You got to shake up your roster sometimes. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. Well, Adam, I would love to sit here and gab with you all night like a couple of schoolgirls. But alas, that's your early little waiver look. We'll take a look again on tomorrow's episode for Wednesday waivers. See if we learned anything. Maybe something else pops up as far as uh, injury news goes. But um, yeah, I, I, I must go, Adam. And I'm sorry. It's all right. I understand. Don't Don't take it personally. I'm trying not to. All right. Nothing but love for you. Nothing but love. Same here. All right. Well, there you go. Adam and I, we're out of here. <laughs> Thanks so much for everybody for tuning in, liking and subscribing and all that fun stuff. We're Adam Ronis. I'm Howard Bender. We'll catch you next time.